مهین تاک آفر شهپر In this episode, we tackle a question by Mehdi. Mehdi asks, why can't Iranians say a sentence without including English in it? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohammad. Our aim is to get answers to your questions about Iran and Iranian culture, or at least find somebody who can. We can also get you the Iranian take on things, such as the Iranian take on racism. In this episode, we're joined by Iranian-American UI expert Reza. Well, David, Reza and I talk about how and why Iranians alternate between languages, Masalan, English and French. This is a phenomena known as code-switching. We also read from the many ridiculous examples provided by our listeners. Yes, thank you guys. Let's get on with the show. Hamichis Moratabe, Bezam Berim. That's the code <laughs> Okay, nah. for f**k's sake, here we are once again. Hello, guest number 11. How are you? Hello, thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited, yeah. I haven't been on a podcast before. Oh, this is your first time. Yeah. We'll go easy on you. Mohammed, we have a sort of coding expert here. If I'm not mistaken, guest number 11 here is a... he. I, either he makes websites or sells internet cards. I'm not too sure he which one it was. Internet cards. I say calling cards. I, uh, oh, calling internet cards. calling cards. Internet calling cards. So if you make long distance call... Oh, okay. do you remember those days? Yes. We want to sort of talk about code things today and you are yeah. quite the code warrior Do, mm. does anyone ever say code warrior anymore did that die five years ago i never heard that before maybe it was dead uh before arrival no we had code ninja oh really code ninja you're right i'm getting keyboard warrior and code ninja mixed up oh oh oh, oh no i am not a keyboard warrior i'm a real warrior yo no and no, i far from it so, there's a website design me. <laughs> That's payback. That's payback for uh, for you guys insulting me on a previous episode. There you go. From the insult podcast. So I'm belittling you now. Because I said, silly... David, designer David is a good designer. Gentlemen, let's move on. Let's get to it. So, Mohammed, why have we got uh, guest number 11 here with us today? Uh, because we were bored and uh, this dude over here does a lot of code switching. Ah, so today's topic is code switching. But help us out here, guest number 11. Yes. What is code switching and can I get a discount if I use the code... Oh, hopefully you're going to beep that part because I'm going to have an influx of discounts in my whatever I'm selling. So uh, code switching is when you're... Uh, when you're writing some program, let's say with JavaScript, and in the middle of it, you get tired and you switch to, I don't know, like VBScript or whatever. That's not code switching. So what it, what it really is, is basically when you're talking in one language and in the middle of it, for, for whatever reason, you use a different language word or perhaps different accent mid-sentence. And it happens a lot to bilingual people. Sometimes it happens deliberately sometimes uh, your brain is a little tired you just want to speak too fast your brain's basically faster than your uh, your mouth can and then can i interject there absolutely can i interject by saying like if somebody is listening and they start code switching and they are monolingual they need to go and see a psychiatrist <laughs> well it annoys me when people jump between uh, languages when it's not necessary and there is a word available easily available for that and it's just uh, it's like it, it confuses me i'm like what why would you do that and i lose track of conversation you see david i see exactly what you mean but how do we define the whole easily available or how predominant that use of that word is in that context or different society when it's far easier and far prevalent to use one word and you just reach for no reason to a foreign sounding word or especially foreign accent mid-sentence that for me is like, oh, that was unnecessary. I remember the first time I heard it, this guy was talking in Farsi and he was talking about computer memory. So he was saying, man khambaram computer memory bekharam. Dude, you could say computer memory bekharam. Don't change the accent mid-sentence. 
And especially in the U.S., you hear a lot of people that speak a little bit of Spanish. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm from Puerto Rico. In the, and it's like, you didn't have to just make it that uh, strong of an accent mid-sentence. You have to be loyal to the original accent that you're talking. But, but again, it's, I, who am I to say I'm not the language police, at least. Not yet. Uh, huh. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. But, but sometimes I think when people say it for flaring up something, that always put a smile on my face. Well, I guess code switching is kind of age old to a degree. Let's try and speak English without adding any Latin words, any Greek words, any French words. <laughs> French. <laughs> Keep those French words out of my mouth. It's, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's almost impossible. And uh, yeah, but, uh, the, you know, of course, Persian has a lot of Arabic in it and probably... Mm -hmm. other uh, neighboring languages also. But what's happening more so, or at least uh, among the people that we surround ourselves with, is, yeah, you cannot, for the life of you, at least sit in a marketing meeting in Tehran, and you're not going to hear uh, one single complete Persian sentence. It will not happen. Holy Christ, yes. But, Reza, that's kind of interesting that I brought that up because mm -hmm. we have a specific audio piece. Precisely about that. Oh, that's awesome. In many meetings with clients, suppliers, colleagues, and other people, you always hear many unnecessary English words. For example, متاسفانه دوستان کانسرن های ما رو کانسیدر نکرده بودن. برای همین فیلن همیشه رو پاس کردیم. اون آگهی هم که جنریت کرده بودن اصلا نمیتونست با تارگت ما کامونیکیت کنه و ریجیکت شد. That is classic. So there are many... Uh, words like concern, consider, pause, idea, generate, target, communicate, reject, that absolutely we do have words for that in Persian. I don't know, it's kind of showing off. That's, that was some, that example was so good. Exactly. Loved it. I want to play devil's advocate a little here because a lot of these words come from marketing uh, people who were educated in marketing come from an English background or like American or something they studied in there. A lot of these subjects are produced in English. So some words like target audience. Mokhatabe hadaf. Mokhatabe, oh yeah, mokhatabe hadaf. Mokhatabe hadaf is not a normal Farsi word or Persian word. So it's easily transferable and has its own gravitas. But concern harimara concern nakardan is just pure gold. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't annoy me, but probably because I heard it way too much. But thinking about it, it just, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So uh, here is the next part from Metti. Uh, this conversation happened after my tweet. The next is from a follower and next to that is me. So I uh, read it. Nemitunes target tomorrow, meet kone, do sazis. به نظر من که مشکل از کلاینت بوده و باید قبل از اپروچ کردن ما گول هاش رو ریوایز میکرده. باید فورسش میکردیم که ریویو میکرده رفت رو شیر میکرد با ما و بعد فاینالش میکردیم. الان به نظرم بهترین سولوشن اینه که فیس تو فیس باشون صحبت کنیم ببینیم پوینت هاشون چیه تا بتونیم بهترین ریزالت رو داشته باشیم. Jesus Christ. Good. It does really good. That was really, yeah. that was pure gold. Yeah. So here's the interesting part as it was like, because he said tweet. So I'm assuming that there was a written form of it. So you see the audio form didn't annoy me that much. It was funny. If someone talks like that, it's like, ugh, like it could have toned it down a little bit. But when people send me messages like that, I'm furious because they say concern with like actual Arabic letters and oh my god that that's that's just the r word it's just retarded i don't know this is a family show sir i'm sorry yeah <laughs> but there's also the reverse of this so reza let me ask you this who is the absolute worst person that we know as far as code switching is concerned when you say worst i say the best Oh, okay. And it's one and only Tara. Tara, this girl. Sometimes when you code switch, yeah, you switch the word that is a keyword or the main meaning in, in your sentence. She switches every other word and 
it's bizarre that you can absolutely understand it in real time. So I don't know why why this happened. It's just beautiful. Like I I I love it whenever she does that, which is always. So so back when I couldn't speak as much Persian as I currently do. Yeah. Not that it's that great at the moment. Uh, Tara would speak to me, and uh, she just assumed that I spoke more Persian than I did at the time, and would switch languages continually. And it would just confuse the hell out of me because I just would get half sentences continually. And I'm just smiling. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Anyway, we have some examples from Tara at the moment. And at the moment, she hasn't given us permission to use these. But we're going to play them and then get permission later. Uh, let's listen to just some examples. There's nothing personal here. It's all fine. Merci, David John. I was afraid. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> Of course, that would be one of the things Muzua is about Barhordan. Um, I don't even know how you translate that. But yeah, I hope that's useful. And please include the onesie. I have such difficulty finding like fun onesies. You know, ladies now outgrown them, but like it's like baby machines everywhere. Everybody's having onesie. This would be my go-to gift if you have like a onesie. <laughs> oh, that's that's classic Tara. Yeah. yeah. You miss her, right? You miss all those code switch terms. In my mind, she's the absolute worst of it. Or best of it. Best. Best of best. it yeah. as, as it goes. So there you go. Thank you, Tara. If you've given us permission for this, really appreciate it. Uh, so gentlemen, I'm curious, do Iranians do this more, would you say, than other peoples? I, I think because we are, our, uh, we are kind of, of course, Iranians, at least half to 100%. So... We're prone to see the world around us from our perspective. So if you ask a lot of Iranians, it's like, yeah, probably Iranian do it the most. Yeah. But I've seen it. I've seen it in a lot of other people, especially like Russians. When I work with a lot of Russians, so when they uh, talk to each other, they don't say no Russian. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so so yes, Chinese Chinese in tech. You have I think in the U.S. is like thirty percent Indian, thirty percent Chinese, thirty percent Russian. And like Americans and the rest of them are just that the rest of 10%. For Indian, it's different because Indians, they speak English. And so English is intertwined with their language. So, so yeah, to answer your question, I, I can, because Russians, I don't speak a word of Russian, but when they talk to each other, I can just work out the English words. I had a question for both of you. So something that I've always had in mind is about like, you know, why people do this and two things come to mind about that one is about sort of efficiency so maybe people are selecting words that for whatever reason are shorter or more easily available in the brain or i not accidentally and are they kind of the same thing i don't really know but reza i was hoping you or even you muhammad could talk about efficiency as far as code switching is concerned or accidentally as far as code switching is concerned a lot of people when they want to form a sentence, they don't have uh, access to that uh, word that they, they're thinking about. So they just substitute it with their own language or a different language. Some people say it's because you're not putting too much effort in it. So you're basically lazy. You're doing that. So basically, you're not putting too much effort to find proper words. I mean, whatever proper is. The second one is like when your host language doesn't have the, the flair and gravitas of the, the, the word you're looking for. Because words come with feelings. A lot of times when you use like especially profanities like F word and such, it, it, it comes with its own cultural or uh, emotional impact. Yeah. And the translation doesn't necessarily have that. Yeah. So you bring in and you're basically linguistically in, uh, incorporating or appropriating it into your language. I think that's that's a legitimate use that I, I'm guilty of it and I'm, and I'm not even ashamed of it. I was, I was going to ask there, Reza, I, uh, like a terafkon. You know, come on, tell us, tell us. Yeah, tell us about your uh, um, your code switching, both in as far as efficiencies, uh, as far as efficiencies concerned, and also accidentally. And I'm sure we all accidentally yes. do it. I have my examples, but you tell us. So the the first two kind that I talked about is deliberate because you have a control over it. But the, there is a third kind which is accidental, which sometimes, especially at work, I'm going out of my way to not using any Farsi or Arabic. But unfortunately, some come in, especially the filler words like masalan, like... Um, for example. For example. As, as in, that's the translation. But... Yeah. <laughs> now give us the example. For example, masalan. Yeah. And, and or um, what's the other one? Biani. 
Yani, yani is, yani is the worst offender. Or sometimes when you say, Afarin, Eval, Afarin. Eval, because I used to use it a lot. My colleague was looking, working on some code and all of a sudden he found a way and I said, Eval, and he said, what? <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, in, I remember I was presenting something and then uh, we had this one colleague that is, is a Muslim, but he's, he's born and raised in America, but is Muslim, he speaks a little bit of Arabic. And in the mid-sentence, I said, Yani. And all of a sudden he says like, did you say Yani? And I thought he knew what Yani meant and I said, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to say it. And he says, I, I thought you said Laurel. Because <laughs> in 2017, there was this whole uh, viral clip that someone says, Yanni, Yanni. Some people heard it Yanni. Some people would hear it Laurel, which is insane. What did you hear? So it was, well, I, I heard Yanni. You know what I heard? Oh, actually. I heard, I heard yeah. uh, we're coming for you. We're coming for you. <laughs> That's all I heard. He, oh, <laughs> did yeah. it? Did it mention so the number like, of days? As in, like in seven days? They, they, well, that was it. They never told no, me how long it would take, and I was like, never told. I was like, "Well, I'll so, be in. Just tell me, I'll be in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Just let me know." David has been living in fear ever since. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Oh, you've reminded me though. You said like Yanni, and of course, if you travel to like uh, Arabic uh, Arab countries, you always hear that when you're hearing them saying Yanni, 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 uh, which reminded me, of course, if you ever uh, have the unfortunate scenario of meeting a French person. Uh, then, uh, then you'll always be hearing No, that's their equivalent of Masalan and Yanni, isn't it? Ew. Really? Oh, that, no. I mean, I'm, I'm partly joking here, but the French cannot. <laughs> the French cannot, for the life of them, speak without adding. Ew. The Japanese have a word that means nothing. It is ano. So they say something, something, really? something, ano, something, 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 ano, and it doesn't mean anything. It's just informing the other. At least stalling. unlike the Chinese, oh. it doesn't sound like the N-word. When I think about it, I hear the least amount of uh, code switch when Chinese are talking to each other. Unless it's something extremely technical. Peoples formerly known as gentlemen. I, uh, or you, I mean, at one point we were men. Anyway, yeah. we're now all, we're all Persian girls now, so that's fine. But David but, and I are, I don't know about you, Reza, but... Uh... Do you identify as I'm identified like as a gentleman? There, that's good. That's good. My assumption was correct. Nobody was offended. That was great. So we have an example from a Dutch person who weighs in on code switch. So uh, as we were talking about the Chinese and many other ethnic groups, let's listen to this one. So let's mess with another ethnic group. Exactly. I think in the case of Dutch people, it's mainly about that we prefer to borrow English terms and names for things. So especially for teens and people in certain circles like gamers or people working in IT, it lends itself naturally to switch when we use a lot of words in English anyway. I know that's what happens with me a lot when I talk to friends with uh, similar interests. There's actually one friend of mine that uh, we are both Dutch but whenever we talk on uh, on WhatsApp or whenever we chat, you know, uh, we just speak English 100% of the time. It's actually really funny. My wife even commented about it, like, why are we talking English, you know? It's just, uh, yeah, it comes very natural for us. It's, uh, yeah, the way we think sometimes, I think. At least that, that's the way it is for me. So thank you, Alessandro, for sending that. And uh, it's interesting for me, actually, because um, when I listen to both you, guest number 11, mm -hmm. and Mohammed mm -hmm. here, like you, like, you know, if you're talking on the phone, as you do a lot, um, <laughs> you, you, you kind of, if I'm not mistaken, you speak English to one another a lot, but it's not both of your first language. That's correct. Mm. But but we That's do uh, like an obscene amount of code switching when mom and I are talking because it's a quote unquote mm -hmm. safe space, no judgment. So we just <laughs> and we don't have hal I judge you, dude. I judge you to hell and back. <laughs> I, oh, Jesus. Who the f ever told you you're in a safe space when you're talking to me? It's my truth, bruh. Deal with it. <laughs> but the, I, yeah. So um, I was just going to mention that Alessandro, I I met because they were playing Pokemon at midnight in Tehran, in Parker Malat, and I noticed it whilst opening Pokemon. Went and joined them. We've become friends since, and I have since then, in WhatsApp, joined a group where 
they're all Dutch. I think there's like over 50 people in that group. And I uh, and I often read the messages and it's, it's weird because there's, you know, it's very similar to English, weirdly enough, and sounds a bit similar to English. But throughout the group, there's there's just so much code switch hmm. in their messaging to one another. And it is, it is, I think, as you mentioned earlier, in a lot of cases, it's, it's just because the original intention or feeling behind those terms is there but isn't necessarily available in their language. And I imagine that's what you and Muhammad do, Reza, Absolutely. looking at you right now. Um, that's, that's why you do that. Like, so the jokes that I overhear, and I'm not listening in <laughs> on your conversation and writing it all down. I'm not the NSA here. But uh, yeah, you guys, so it's always humor in both of your cases. I, uh, am I right? It's emotion, either humor or anger. Or you're frustrated with something because it's like some some Farsi words in English or some English word in Farsi help really flare up the feeling of it. So that's why we, we use it. Sometimes we get a little too frivolous, but uh, and sometimes you just we hit the spot. So do you guys agree that there is another intralingual form of code switch that instead of you bringing it from a different language, you're bringing it from a different era or a different culture? Switching accents would also count as code switch that would usually be used for humor we mentioned in one of our previous episodes about insults in persian and iranian culture and uh, you might switch your accent to turkish when you say when you want to imply that you're not understanding something properly namana namana I'm a little bit offended by that. Yeah. So I, I actually do say that, that actually... as well. And that gets a laugh, unfortunately. It's a bit lame on my part. Yeah. Like somebody says something and in Persian, you can say chimigi in any accent. That means what are you saying? But you choose Azeri accent. You, know, oh. so that you switch codes, kind of. And that implies that you didn't understand it. And you insult a whole lot of people mm -hmm. at the same time. <laughs> So, so we kind of broad, broadened the whole uh, definition of it. Opened it way up. Yeah. 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 So we were talking about uh, not only code switch as far as different languages are concerned. Then we got into like accents. So this is getting to be quite a tricky mm -hmm. subject. Uh, the government specifically have a department for stopping code switch. Yes. Now. If I'm not mistaken, you, you know a lot of these words and you can probably help us out with the anti-code switch department yeah. of uh, the government. Tell us the words and why. It's Shoraya Ali and Galaba Farhangi, which Muhammad hopefully can translate. But that's Farhangistan is Zabon or Adab Farsi. Farhangistan is a part of Shoraya Ali and Galaba Farhangi. Also, there are a department of Shoraya and Galaba Farhangi. Yes, there are departments. So, Ghulam Ali Haddad Adel is actually the person. They have this whole uh, Farsira Pasbedarim campaign, means respect Persian, protect and respect. So, I remember there was campaign, so there was TV ads, kind of a public service announcement that says, like, instead of these words, use these words. And they started translating stuff, for example. I think one of the best examples were Hava Peyma, which, which it was way before the revolution and such, we changed that from airplane or from Tayyara, which is the Arabic version, to Hawa Peyma. And it's the, one of the words that stuck. So everyone in Iran says Hawa Peyma. Absolutely no one says airplane or Tayyara. Perhaps really old people may say Tayyara. I say Tayyara. Yeah, because you want to be funny. You're code switching. Oh. Uh, but then they started doing for helicopter. And helicopter was already really stuck with people. So they call it charkhbal, means the round uh, wing. And then in another campaign, they said, no, let's call it balgard. So people that were calling it charkhbal were being made fun of by people who are even newer, the hip version, which is balgard or whichever. I always confuse it to. Balgard means a rotating wing or a wing rotator. Mm -hmm. So they said with Rayana, they said, which was computer. And uh, at some point, I think it comes to the point of absurdity because some stuff are names and they don't really have an equivalent. And if, if you have to go out of your way to invent words out of thin air, that's not even anti-code switching. That's basically you're, you're inventing a, another foreign word, but it sounds better in your host language. Like mushvare, for example, meaning something that resembles a mouse. They call that a computer mouse. And thank Lord, it never stuck. 
So yeah, that was the whole department, which is, I think French government also have that same thing because French language. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Reza, hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. (laughs) Carry on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm getting a vibe that you're not in love with uh, certain Western European. Hey. Uh, well, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, actually, we are so in love with them. We went to <laughs> the oil. Ah, uh, so, uh, yes. But uh, many countries have the same departments, either in their governments or in academia. Mm-hmm. It depends where you are. Like in the United States, of course, you don't have an official language. The predominant language mm-hmm. is English. But in many countries, you do. In case of Iran, of course, the government does it. In other countries, I don't know how independent of the government are those institutes, but in some countries, their function is to come up with language, mm-hmm. everything, grammar, words, standards, etc., etc., and suggest new things or uh, recommend old things or equivalents, etc. But the question is, are you going to force people or you're gonna suggest it it and see if people decide to use those words in that sense i think there is an equivalent of that 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 kind of language generation Mm -hmm. entity in every culture in every nation but the function is different like in iran if you use certain words in uh, a persian text you cannot publish that text Mm -hmm. It will get rejected. You have to re- you have, you to, have yeah. to replace them with Persian suggestions, and you don't have a choice. You don't have a choice. So also in France, you don't have that democratic approach. I do remember hearing to protect or to preserve the French language. If you own a radio station, if you're operating a radio station in France and you play music, at least 60% of the music must be French. Oh, jeez. So that is really undemocratic. Yeah, that- they regulate their language, yeah. Yes. So I definitely agree with you because if you want to break it down, is two things: is descriptive or prescriptive. Like if descriptive means like linguists look at the language and it says like, okay, let's find rules in that language and just write them down. If the language evolves, let's change the rules. So the rules don't prescribe how the language, quote unquote, should be spoken properly. Like in the U.S., everything is descriptive. When you talk about English, people. Some people don't like the fact that it's only descriptive. and But in Iran or in France, it's very prescriptive, meaning it's like, these are the rules and you have to make it like that. But it doesn't, language is a living thing. It doesn't work that way. I think the more you want to... How about pronouns? Are pronouns prescribed? That, okay. Oh, jeez. That's, it's unfortunately, but that's a... <laughs> well, let's, let's not this, get No, that. no, well, well, this kind of pertains to language as well. So... To, just to touch on that point for a tiny second, unfortunately, this is becoming a little prescriptive. And they use the fluidity of language for a political or cultural agenda. The best example is when someone used the word uh, sexual preference. That same day, Merriam-Webster Dictionary changed the meaning of the word preference to, quote-unquote, offensive, to prosecute that person the day after rather rather they uh classified the term as an offensive term yes so it's exactly the same day so basically language start to lose its meaning when you overload a lot of meaning to one word like for example woman the word woman i understand it's a kind of a politically charged topic but it's losing its meaning when you broaden the definition so sometimes you need to introduce more words as opposed to just put it in one word because then how can you communicate at some point hopefully david would jump in and uh, change the subject to an, a far less heavy uh, steamy subject <laughs> yes gentlemen or sorry should i say ladies yeah yeah because so, we identify as a as as persian girls of course so uh, yeah well i won't change the subject let's uh, have shanai change the subject you <sighs> you remember shanai yeah. Muhammad, yeah yeah how can yeah. i forget Wow, here she is. I'm traumatized. Hello, it is I, Shanai. About code switching. Well, yes, I think everyone who grew up in multiple languages and multiple worlds, for that matter, 
uh, does it on, on various levels. What comes into other languages for me, what I take a lot from Iranian are certain expressions. Like when I get annoyed, even when I'm speaking another language, I will use Baba. Like, Baba, what the hell are you doing? Exactly. <laughs> and also, you know, that very particular like annoyance expression we have which is like eh, <laughs> that definitely makes it into all the other languages that i speak hmm. and i code switch this expression you know how we have like in in farsi we have like i don't know machine pashin and like mm. uh, i don't know sag mag that kind of switching the first letter when you want to refer to like a random group of items I do that in other languages when I'm speaking to someone uh, sometimes. So I'll be like, hey, like, can you hand me, um, you know, the the sauce moss or, you know, what? Oh, there were a lot of birds, murds. Um, no, nah. it doesn't work. Dogs, mogs. Dogs, mogs. It's funny because when you have it, when, when it's any other letter it turns into an M, but then if it's an M, it turns into a P. Ah, true so that. So you have like... Mothers, pothers. There's a system to it. Yeah, it's it's very strange, and everyone thinks I'm I'm a bit insane, but um, that's never a bad thing, is it? Yeah. So uh, chips, mips, is one I use a lot. So she's right. Yeah, machine, machine, machine. So the meme yeah. to the M to the P. Right, but then yeah. again, it's kebab, mabab. Is that it? Hmm. Hmm. Have you ever done this in English, though? No. It's code switching. Nobody right? in the right mind would do it <laughs> yeah it's weird is it code switching though would you call it code switching um it sort of is it doesn't fall into the category of uh no. using different words but yeah. uh using a, i don't know what i'm talking about. anyways yes yeah. it's a it's, a, it's an iru it's an sorry yeah it's, it's an i can't even say this it's an iruni thing there's a lot of things to add in here, and Reza, you don't have too much time. Uh, we can just jump into the feedback from our audience as to what they had for lots of code switch examples. I love the audience. I used to be one of them. Gentlemen, we put it out there to our audience on Instagram. We asked them a few questions, beginning with, can you read this sentence? And the answers for that were yes or panj. <laughs> and uh, thankfully, 80, 87% of people said yes. And a lot of people were joking with me when they answered five being the answer. So, um, yeah, 60% of our audience say that they mix their language. I mean, it's an average, but a lot of people, actually a lot of people are like quite high up. They do completely mix their language. Probably not surprising uh, with the type of audience that we have. And... Um, they, uh, as far as knowing what code switch was, well, I put a suggestion out there, uh, like an ABC, which one is it? But the, I made it easy for them because it was uh, they had to choose between swap, swapping internet browsers, uh, A, B, slang for copy, card, Love that, and C, yeah. alternating la uh, languages spoken. So uh, over 90% uh, guessed that correctly, and that shouldn't have been too tricky for them. And uh, then we get on to the examples. Now... Mohammed can tell you how much I enjoy writing lists and putting flowcharts together. Mohammed, how much do I enjoy that? He hates it when I do that. In front of us, we've got a lot of lists. So uh, let's go through some of these. You ready, chaps? Yes, sir. Why? Re uh, Reza, just read the ones that sort of stick out for you, and I'll also uh, do uh, the same. So Merva, go back to us. I'll begin. When uh, now, I'm assuming that is the accent. Do you hear that one a lot, Mohammed? Yeah. Not a lot necessarily, but enough number of times to now, Reza, be familiar with it. Reza, do we have a word for complicated Pichide. in Persian? Pichida means okay. something that is so, wrapped around itself, tangled. What? Which is a nice yes. word, but complicated, it's, it, it's a nice word to pronounce. I like saying complicated. Yeah. Ah, another reason to code switch. Relationship am khayli pichidas. What great word is relationship? Relationship is something that comes from a culture of dating. So in a culture of dating is pretty mm. new in Iran. So then you say, man, wakasi relationship nadashtam. Something like that. We say that a lot. Mm. Okay. But if you say, man, wakasi rabete nadashtam, that sounds really, really wrong. No, it doesn't necessarily. Rabete means like rabete namashru and like 
yeah, that, that has a negative connotation. Yeah, like as a sexual relationship. Correct. Not a negative connotation, but it might imply uh, a sex. Mama's being a liberal right now. <laughs> sex should be illegal. <laughs> as it is in our beloved country. Yeah. Let's move on. So, so may I... Uh, pick one out, Reza. Okay. So, really cute. I, I like that because cute is one of those words that you don't really have in Farsi. You have banamak. Banamazeh. And the word cute is cute. I don't know how to describe it. Listen, I'm not a purist. Unlike David, I do not believe that people should stick to the words of the spoken language necessarily. They can speak as they want. But um, then again, for cute, you have bamaze, bonamak, naz, mamani. You have like a ton of words. <laughs> oh, yeah, Jesus, like... Mr. Thesaurus. Uh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> he uses yeah. these a lot. He's, uh, you know, every night texting, of course. You're saying it wrong though, Reza. You're saying it wrong though. It's really cute. More than as cutie tune. <laughs> cutie tune. <laughs> Which is... Um, uh, uh, pick another... Uh, and Yaru uh, Frike. Like freak is also one word that I can't think of. I'll definitely go code switch. You're not pronouncing it right. It's Firik. No, Firik? Really? Yeah. yeah, it's Firik. Oh. No, nah, not Firik. Now you're being Firik. David. Firik. <laughs> <laughs> Firik out. Firik out. Interesting. Move on. Uh, I've got one here that I think stands out because it's quite interesting and I hear it quite a lot already. Already. Now I, now I half did it between the accent. Man, already in Korakadam. Like, you know, I, and dude, I hear it a lot. Iranians use, I don't know, or those around me at least, use already a lot. And we don't have an equivalent in Persian. We do. Being an arsehole. No, we don't. No, actually, no, no, we I don't. use it a lot. It turns out, it turns out I am the purist. <laughs> you, you can use pishazin. It sounds like a little bit. No, you, no, no. Negative. Or bro. you can say, no. you can say qablan kardam as qabl kardam. These are the words I use personally. Here's the problem. It's not, you have to change the structure of your sentence. You can't just use the word, translate the word already within a sentence. You need to change the structure of it in Farsi. من already خونه بودم وقتی یارو اومد من از قبل خونه بودم وقتی یارو اومد oh no well, then we're not talking about the same thing you said like من already این کار کردم من از قبل این کار کردم از قبل از اون این کار کردم از قبل خونه بودم is a different thing gentlemen, gentlemen hold on hold on for those, for those that don't speak Persian you were just giving it I was already at home or yeah yes. just variations upon that thing carry on uh, with already I probably you know what yeah Probably, Mohammed, you're right. Uh, no, you're right. Oh, really cute, has Mohammed too. Gentlemen, before we go on, David, because when you said it, man, already in Jabudam, you did the accent of the target, not the host language. If I want to say it, I'm not speaking English. Say already in Farsi, man, already Khunabudam. You, I pronounce it with a Persian accent because otherwise, in my mind, it just sounds weird. It, yeah. Changes the flow. It's not going to not going to connect. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Good point. Yeah. Uh, gentlemen, let's move on to conjugated verbs. Do you want to give us an example, oh. Reza? Oh, search kardan. Search kardan. To, and I, to and search. I heard people call it search or even search. People yeah. don't yeah. say search. We say Google kardan. Do we say yeah, Google kardan in Farsi? Yes. Googleish kon. Google say Googleish kon. Yeah. yeah right. as, as we say. Um, another one we have here. Uh, gents is uh, like I tried to do this how come we don't say we try but we do say try I, sorry I heard it Jesus I did code switch just now oh you no, just you, oh. Oh. you fell into the trap oh, oh you, you guys handleش I hear that a lot yeah hand handleش to handle something uh, gentlemen, there's something that Muhammad had, uh, what, uh, I think, has a lot to say about is sex kardan. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Just... Muhammad and I really had hours of conversation about is it sex kardan or sex dashtan? Because in English, <laughs> oh. it's having sex. Exactly. So do you bring the auxiliary verb from English or are you double appropriating or single I'll... appropriating, basically? We have already been appropriating an Arabic word, jama, and that in a Persian sentence would be jama kardan. Uh-huh. So if you're replacing that word with sex, it is sex kardan. You don't say jama dashtan ya 
Dan Dostan. Oh my like, god. Oh my god. You don't not say that. These things will not be translated. Mr. Muhammad, please. So we got like we got words for having sex. Um, yeah. You don't have them, and you don't do them. They're the word, or you just yeah. do you... Muhammad. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, I think we talked about it before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. The, yeah. word, the verb caridan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, oh, he listens to the show, Muhammad. I know. Yeah, <laughs> you guys twisted my arm out of socket. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <that> was... <laughs> <laughs> he hated every minute of it. Yeah. yeah, I loved it. It was, it was, it was like listening to you guys talking. Uh, oh. oh well that's what we do yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, gentlemen this slightly leads on to one that I think you'll hear a lot and people do yes. use a lot and is increasingly the case but it's moribifk dudin like mm. using which is my so, favorite <laughs> so using fuck uh, and shit is, is actually Iranians are increasingly mm -hmm. using this tell me more guys well basically uh, it opens up another subject here sometimes you code switch because you're not comfortable with using exactly your own language describing some concepts mm -hmm. so when you're not comfortable describing something in your own language you use a second language as a exactly can it can can it be called a surrogate language for that matter perhaps so we use arabic a lot like jamal kardan now Jamal mm -hmm. Karadan sounds vulgar or... Or too too formal. But I see what you mean. You mentioned the word shit as well. That's a different thing. We don't yeah. say in Persian when we're talking. and say mm -hmm. We say like... Mm -hmm. a like exclamation. Like, so yeah, but that's exclamation. Yeah. yeah, it's just like... As in like... You're may, wishing may for someone yeah. to be drowsed in... Covered, covered in uh, fecal matter. Yeah. So that's yeah. one very useful word. And, and yeah. you don't have that exclamation in Farsi. Yeah. Well, you'd have like, you can... but otherwise, yeah, you do like, have, I, I, I shouldn't say it. Yeah. It is completely import, imported. Yeah. The usage, the word, the culture, it is, it is completely imported. Yeah. Imported. We don't have our own, <laughs> shit, right? Yeah. We import <laughs> exactly. shit. Yeah. There's no <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there is that. There is that, uh, gentlemen. Sorry, I'm, I want to rush through these for various reasons. But um, that was an interesting point. Shit, of course, yeah, I hear it a lot. It's an interesting one. Uh, the one that is both noun and verb, and I hear uh, to clarify something is derink. Derink nemikonim. So, like, this is drink, obviously uh, said in the Persian way, but it implies an alcoholic beverage. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we use it as a noun, though, don't we? We don't use it as a verb. I think it's probably because people are not comfortable saying like "mashupor" though, mm. or yeah. they, fi they find it they find it easier to say because drinking is frowned upon, of course, in the Islamic Republic of Iran. It's forbidden. Forbidden. It's not frowned upon. Yeah, it's illegal. Yeah, a lot of other I I used frowned upon for a lot of things. Illegal, but not on this podcast. So. Viciously enforced yeah yeah no it is viciously enforced uh when there is competence yeah probably the person the people who use it either are used to it more than we are because they're the next generation and we're kind of out of touch with them i personally am mm -hmm. but um then again it might be easier for them to the culturally easier for them to express yeah that, that, yeah that's that's quite means like it was it was Forget the forget the uh, religion or uh, government aspect of it. If you say mashrub, it comes from the culture that it was frowned upon. But if you say drink, that sounds cool. That it mm -hmm. doesn't have, it doesn't carry its own. Uh, mm. That is also that, that is out. also another side, and I didn't think about it. Thank you. That shows like how low or high in the spectrum of social ranking you are. Gentlemen, the biggest code switch word I think around the world is what Muhammad. Okay. 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 Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. I think most... I mean, that is not even a code switch anymore. That is... It's universal. That is, that is a term, that is a yeah. word appropriated in every language and culture now. But it was... When we were kids, it wasn't really... If you, someone said it, it's like, ugh, ugh, that person is so pretentious. Pretentious, yeah. And when yeah. I was a kid, it wasn't prevalent. But, mm. but Reza, how do we say it, though, in, in Persian? Like, when we're speaking okay. Persian... Okay, okay. Okay, sure. Okay, yeah. 
Like you add the er at the end, it is. The er at the end being it is. Er is short for hast. Or is. Or ast. Yeah. So okay, Baba, okay. Like, don't worry, everything's fine, is what's being said. So you'll, you'll hear that. I think everyone, even if they don't speak English, is going to be saying that uh, in Iran. Uh, when I speak Persian to people here, and they, they stare at me in that strange way, like, eh, and they look, you know, and, just, and I know they're not listening to me, they're just watching the way I speak. And, and they, uh. they, always, they always answer with like, okay, okay, like that, uh, you know, as if, it's some sort of halfway house for them to, like, yeah, we get you. We get you, Kharaji guy. Uh, Reza, go to further down yes. the list and pick one out. We- Basish injury. It took injury. me a long time to be able to read it. <laughs> Reza, I'm going to test your language abilities here by oh. asking you to tell us what it's known as in language subjects. Daqifa. Uh, Bam. Oh. Yeah, the oh. hyphenated scenarios. Hyphenating, yeah. So this is kind of absolutely is what this is. Unbelievable, yeah. All right. Do we do that in Farsi? I have never heard it. Daddy I know a group of lame ass people who would do that. Yeah. That's some code so. switch level 11. That's really good, though. If you can pull it off, I don't think you can pull it off, though. Can you say that? Daddy fuck. <laughs> it's hard to say it's really hard to say yeah 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 that's that's really good that's actually the coolest thing i've seen yeah thank you to the farsi for that one uh then we get into the reverse i guess uh so we got some examples from our listeners that are like persian in english sentences and most of the ones we've said previously are the other way around so is english interjecting with persian so when people are speaking english they're adding these in and i guess partly it's accidental and i uh, i do this and i hate myself and i kick myself when i do it like so when i go to england now and uh, do i go to a bar and i want to say to the person khastan abashid and it's never in my mind but like yeah again as we said earlier masalan like for example and khob 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 is another one of those you accidentally add that in the best one is miduni miduni yeah, i do that too you know or miduni chimiga i'm like so adorable or uh or sometimes when oh here when i see uh like a lot of times when he says like i'm gonna go have some kebab and then have some piaz and something like that so kebab is also an english word but the way they pronounce it it sounds persian but also i'm gonna talk to my amu uncle to uh, mm. say say it like that that i heard a lot especially second generation persians here which they say it because uh, I guess it sounds sweet. Gentlemen, we've got the comedy corner with some of the examples here. And Reza, if you'll see at the bottom of the list there, keep them in your soul. Shall my reproductive organ be in your spirit? Which one of those reproductive organs? Oh, that's to be decided by the pronouns I choose. Okay. At this very moment. And then uh, another one, not really a you are my jigar. I mean, yeah, that's the inverted versions of some of the other ones that we've had. Uh, this one here, tochmatic. That's mm. awesome. That's because that's from, <laughs> like, uh, that's an exaggerated word from tochmi, means like it has a lot of seed in it. As in it's ruined or not, not good quality, for example. Mm-hmm. Tochmi means like something terrible, something's of bad, poor quality. But then tohmatik is it's so good. I, I remember the first time someone said it, I was laughing so hard. What? This is a common thing. I've never heard this. Mohammed, oh, have you heard this? A lie. Yes. Really? Yeah. How, yeah like, yeah. give me a sentence, an example sentence. I've never. He told that to you, David, just now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Gentlemen, to conclude episode one of the twenty-seven-part series of code switching uh <laughs> what have we not touched upon what needs to be added one of the best ones and these stuff we didn't spend too much time uh talking about it but i think it's a most useful one if you ask me it has a really good gravity to it i like it uh reza what do you think the future of code switching is should we buy this stock yeah would you get into that? Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just getting get more and more absurd because we have the internet. So cultures, the fluidity of culture is definitely more now. So it's just going to get more absurd. The glimpse of future was that whole absolutely example, Dari f***ing can. 
That's great. That needs to be a t-shirt, surely. I know. I know. I need I need at least 2% of it. <laughs> of the of the taking. Uh, we actually do have uh, some of these kind of code switch examples available on our shop. Reza, have you seen our shop? Uh, yes, sir. I'm joking. It's, it's actually really well done. Uh, yeah, we're going to add some more though, I think. Uh, I guess the is probably going to be a good t-shirt. Absolutely, yeah. But you need to have a family-friendly version with stars and stripes. What? No, stars and uh, <laughs> Char- Charlie Brown swearing. No. Yeah. Freudian slip there. A little hate on yeah. some place there, maybe. Uh, <laughs> Mohammed, would what, what, which one of these would uh, look good on a cap, for example? Everyone's doing caps these days. Befkraftam, no? No. Khab, kam in your soul. Oh, that's too much. Masalan. <laughs> Masalan. I'm definitely more comfortable with mugs, personally. Would you have a, a tohmatic mug? I would love a tohmatic mug. Or tohmatic with a with a hard K. <laughs> okay, I like that. Yeah. Uh, Mohamed, what do we? Anything missing? Do we need a recap? Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to do because what we've done is we've spoken about this and actually expanded the category even more. And I was wondering if Reza would uh, be able to give us a nice sort of summary, a little conclusion as to uh, what code switch is. All right. I, I guess uh, from. I think the definition kind of got changed as we, we spoke. I think it was basically if you bringing another language mid-sentence when you're speaking in a, in a different language. So it can be either one word, two words, or bringing a different accent, or bringing words from different eras, or bringing words that creates a little bit of a unconvention or shock into the sentence. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much code switch, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's done uh, deliberately. Sometimes you just slip. Sometimes you just yeah. say to to be funny or be colorful, and and yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's easier for you to convey the message in another language. The feeling, yeah, bring the emotion from a different culture to to this culture. Mm. So that's, also sex talk. Oh, so don't want to toss cannot, Persian oh, words for the love you, of God. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do can. not say <laughs> sex words in Persian. In, do you want to hear a funny one on that? No, I don't Please think do. I do. Um, yes, so uh, so special guest number 11, also known as Reza. It's been amazing having your insight. I know this is a topic that you, you love. We've spoken about it a lot for a, a great many years. So it's been great to have you uh, discuss you so that. Much. And I think we've all learned a little more from this episode, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, Cheers. Okay. Well, have yourself a good day. And thank you, uh, thank you for our audience for listening. Uh, do join us in the next episode. So, uh, Reza, it's customary for you now to say in Persian goodbye. So, uh, Khodafis. Khodafis. Khodafis.